Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the Scientific Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Lucas Perry, joined by boys once again after the NFL draft, Mr. Josh Sheldon, Mr. Darren Sudbury Jr. Gentlemen, uh, I, I'm excited to talk to you about this, this draft because I, I, I think this draft was one of the more, for lack of a better word, interesting drafts we've had in some time in terms of guys, the, the, the trades were being made and, and I talked to Darren uh, when, in, during the draft. We're talking about all the trades are being made, and we and we kind of, I, I said something, and he kind of agreed with it. That if it must be a fair, have been a fairly deep draft because it felt like everyone went, you have to go get this guy, and you have to go get him now because everyone knew like, hey, th- th- this this guy's legit, and so uh, I I wanted to know what you all thought of this draft, and I'll start with Darren. Uh, what what before we get into the specifics in terms of like who won, who lost, how our teams did, vice versa. What's your overall put a bow on this draft? Oh, well, <clears throat> Darren, are, are you doing? First? Oh no, yeah, if you had, if you had no, I said ahead. Darren first. Oh me? Oh sorry, I thought he would say something. Um, I mean. Lots, unsurprisingly, lots of Bama and lots of Georgia. <laughs> yeah. um, also, I I can't think of the other examples off the top of my head, but there seem to be a lot of, effectively, a lot of teams picking players from the same school. So you're seeing a lot of teammates. Uh, the Chargers, I think, picked up two or three uh, Horned Frogs, um, for example. Uh, are they, they going to want to play in that place after what happened to them? <laughs> uh, even, the, even the Patriots by proxy of high school, I believe it was, picked up two players who had played together before. Uh, the kicker and um, I think the defensive lineman they picked up or the linebacker, um, they had played together, I believe it was in high school. Uh, so a, a lot of people, a lot of, of play teammates going and ended up, uh, former teammates in some respect, Basically, ended up becoming teammates in the in the NFL at least for the sake of before first cuts start showing up. Um, <laughs> but also, uh, also a hefty amount of trades, a lot of very, a lot of movements. More so, a couple within a couple spots. More so from like one round to the other, and then a lot of late round acquisitions. I mean, the Patriots, I think picked up two or three different late round, additional late rounders um, from all of the, from the moves they would make. The Patriots had four picks in the sixth round. Yeah. I think they got what? 12 total. So why? I mean, nothing was particularly exciting in terms of like, yes, yeah, well, most of the moves we, we, most of the things that, that happened, we expected in terms of like, who was getting picked in the same realm? All, basically, all the important quarterbacks were picked, into, except for Levis, and who was then picked up right at the beginning of the second round. Um, so, let's 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 circle back to Levis <clears throat> in a second. Josh, what do you think of this whole thing? Well, I thought it was funny how and that might be the guy you're talking about there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one quarterback got talked up saying that he didn't go in early in the first round, and I mm-hmm. don't know when he even got drafted. Because I'll be honest, was, I didn't it watch was, the it draft. Was like, it was like pick 32 or something. Yeah, it? 
32 or 33. Did he go to? Uh, uh, Indianapolis, I think. No, Tennessee. No, Tennessee. That's right, because Tannehill. Yeah, because we that, both said Tannehill's done. Yeah. R.I.P. He was pick, He was picked 33. Joey Porter Jr. went to the Steelers with pick 32. <laughs> and we should also – I should clarify this. Because the Dolphins had to give up their first round draft pick this year due to the tampering stuff. That's how that's why pick thirty-two is a second round draft pick. Yep. Because there were only thirty-one picks in the first round. And they still landed at damn near midnight after starting at eight. Like, come on, guys, let's go. You took four hours to take to pick thirty-one picks. It's all publicity. I know, but still, like, come <clears> on. <throat> some of us have lives. Not me, but some people. I mean, I went to bed. I know you did, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So let's let's go to let's let's talk about Will Levis here for a second because I I feel like that's probably the storyline from this draft. Whether it should be or it shouldn't be is not one you know who knows. But that's the storyline. What what the hell happened here? I mean, is it just as simple as? media feeding this and then teams buying it or like did 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 the NFL draft machine get it wrong? Like what what happened here? Um I mean I I think basically everyone agreed in, in the sense that no one knew where the hell he came at. Like we knew we knew who he was, right? But it was no one cared about his stats or anything until the the draft starts popping up. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is your dark horse. I'm like, but why? Uh, then you start seeing all of the the reports, and, and all you see is all of his pick sixes he threw. <laughs> and you just start wondering, okay, so, like, why? Why? Um, because no one gave a damn about who he was until one person <laughs> reports. Uh, so I, I feel like that, I think, I feel like the, some guy just wanted to try to start a story and, and right. I don't blame them. Just trying to do their job, trying to generate some stuff. That's how it goes. I think that's, I think that's really all what that was about. And yeah, I mean, that's the, that's all I think it was about. Someone just really wanted to get some kind of story and maybe see what happens. And I'm, I'm not sure he would have even gotten a high second round pick if it wasn't for that hype. Because, like, no one again, no one outside of Kentucky basically knew who he was. And even Kentucky people are like, uh, "We have a football team. Yeah, this is, this is a basketball <laughs> school. What? 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 We don't play football. Are they even still a basketball school though?" Honestly, no. I mean, they're always going to be that because they're crazy. But at the same time, no, they haven't been relevant in years. Um, they got Sheboy from West Virginia after he didn't want to play for Huggins anymore. And then they he basically... wanted to go play. He wanted to go play for a coach who will coddle him like Calipari will, instead All of right. instead of the bulldog known as Bob Huggins. <laughs> <laughs> well, fair enough. Yeah, because I remember last time I remember Kentucky when they had basically two starting lineups. Yep. <clears throat> that's all. That's all I remember of them. I don't keep up with basketball that much. I mean, I do, but I don't. Yeah, I know the same. Enough. What's going on? And that's about it. So here, here, here's another question on this Will Levis thing, and then we'll kind of start to ask those two questions. Number one, do you blame him for leaving 
Kansas City after the first after the first round and not staying for the second round. And we'll just tackle that first, then we'll go the other one. I mean, I'm surprised he showed up at all. Um, just just gonna just gonna be there, but no, I don't blame him. Uh, I mean, if you if you go there, whether you rightfully have a right to believe you you're a first rounder or not. Uh, and you don't get pick, picked up in the first round, I'm sure you're going to be disappointed. You won't be in a piece. You probably won't want to walk up there anymore. You won't just want to go home. And not only that, but like the first round is the only round where Goodell announces the picks. Mm-hmm. So it's like the whole point of this is to walk in on stage with the commissioner and get your jersey uh, handed to you for the first time. Exactly. If he's not there and they're not giving you your jersey, what the hell is the point? I mean, really? Yeah. At this point, the once the first round is over, the draft just becomes a big block party. That's mm-hmm. all it does. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think the draft is just mainly just publicity now. I, I don't. I, I think they already know who they're picking probably a week before. Some people do, and then some people, you know, they kind of fall like <clears throat> if uh, if they're like. Oh, I wanted this guy, but oh, he someone else jumped in front of me. Okay, well, whatever. But yeah. And then mm-hmm. the second thing is something that I guess this is more of a Josh can answer this truthfully, and then Darren, I can go more into detail. But we've already had this discussion, Darren and I have. Does Will Levis being drafted by Tennessee with all having having Malik Willis there? Does, does it kind of reinforce the idea that Ryan Tannehill is done in Tennessee? He's gonna yeah. go, he's gonna go somewhere else. Uh, there were rumors that he was on the trading block already by b- before that point. So yeah, if anything, it does. It's still confusing, uh, but at the same time, it's like, all right. Yeah. I, Team, yeah I teams think... have made more questionable decisions than getting rid of a quarterback who just simply exists. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I mean, and again, that's that doesn't that's not to talk crap about Tannehill. We've said it before. He does what you need to do, and generally doesn't screw things up. But maybe they just decided they wanted a playmaker more than a manager. Yeah, and and that's a that's a fair I, desire. But do we even know that he's going to? I mean, Will Levis is a playmaker, all right, but half the time that's going the other way. Yeah, and we know, and we know very little. And we still have very little with the. Um, Malik Willis. Willis. So, yeah, it's very interesting. I want to jump in here real quick and just kind of focus on the top of the draft for a second. Bryce Young, number one. Good pick, bad pick. Give me the first uh, few weeks of the season. Um, I mean, I don't want to say it's a bad pick, per se, simply because the teams who, uh, the, who got him, it, they needed him. But I still feel like at this point, I'm in the belief that if you're a top five quarterback, there are other picks that should be made because generally you have far more problems than a bad quarterback. If you're that high in the draft, Um, nevertheless, I still think he's an upgrade over whoever the hell's there now. Andy Dalton is there now. Yeah, and I thought Sam Darnold was down there too. He was, and then he went to the 49ers because he lucked mm-hmm. into that. Yeah. Oh hell, I didn't. And, I, I didn't know. I didn't know he went to the 49ers. Yeah, he lucked into that. 
Why? No one really knows, but he's there now. Mm-hmm. See, I'm with right Darren. Again. I'm with Darren, though, because, and I've said this for a while, the formula for the NFL is all wrong. The formula for the NFL is get a uh, team on a get a quarterback on a rookie contract and build around them. I think I think that's backwards. I think it should be build the team around around someone, and then bring a rookie quarterback in. Here's why: because if you pay every, if you have the rookie quarterback, then you got to pay the quarterback. You got to pay everyone else around it. But if you build everything else around him through the draft and through smart free agency moves, and then you bring in a young quarterback, you can keep the band together because you can afford to pay them for another cycle. Instead of having to break someone up and have a cap casualty because all of a sudden you can't fit everyone into the current salary cap. And to Darren's point, if you're a team that had, that is in a position to draft the quarterback number one, you probably have bigger problems. Go find yourself another playmaker. Go find yourself someone else. Go go build your defense. Go build your offensive line so that when you bring in a young quarterback, you're going to give them the best chance to succeed. Because let's face it, Carolina's defense wasn't all that bad, but that offense was bad last year. They've mm-hmm. built – they've got some guys around him. It's not awful, but they, there's a lot of room to improve there. And to ask him to do, you know, what – other quarterbacks have done early. That's that's always a tall task. C.J. Stroud in Houston. Uh, that offense was bad, and so was that defense last year. You're not just going to walk in the front door and become a and become a wild card team next year. You're just not. So build the team around him. That's why I like what Houston did. Houston being aggressive went out and got both C.J. Stroud, which I don't like that because I'm not a big C.J. Stroud guy in general, but I love Will Anderson. They were playing 4D chess. They were like, hey, why can't we have both? Everyone's asking what we're going to pick. We're going to get both. We anchored our defense, and we anchored our offense. They st- they kind of went more towards how I would build a football team, <clears throat> but they still did get their quarterback. So. And it's an Ohio State quarterback in the NFL. That doesn't really work out. But uh, I-, I really would like to see someone st- – I know it will never happen because it's a copycat league, and once someone has success with it, we can't go away from it. Uh, I would love to see someone build a team the the other way around and see what happens because that team would be good for a decade if they did that, especially on a, with a five year uh, the, the five year rookie contract. You have extra year an extra year to do that. That team would be good for a decade and probably win multiple championships. I feel like that's what Pittsburgh did. Kind of, but not necessarily. That was more of a, we already had a good team, and then the quarterback retired. That's not exactly the case, but it's not exactly like, I'm talking about a team like Carolina that has to rebuild, or Houston, a team that has to rebuild. Not necessarily a team that was already built to win and just have an ever-changing quarterback. Uh, I feel like Carolina's going to do good next year. I just have a feeling that they are. I mean, that might be me being biased because I live here or whatever, but I feel like they're going to have a good team this year. Well, their vision certainly became a lot more open because Tampa Bay with Baker Mayfield, God help them. Uh, Derek Carr in New Orleans improved over Jameis Winston, but I don't think it's – I just – 
I don't know. I'm not sold on him yet. And then I, I'll tell you who I think could be really kind of good next year, the Atlanta Falcons. Like, I, I know it sounds crazy, but I, I really like what they did in the draft, particularly in the first round going up and getting Bijan Robinson out of Texas. Fun fact, that was the first Texas offensive player taken in the first round since Vince Young. Right. Hmm. But if you look at it, uh, Arthur Smith, the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, was the offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans before he came there. Who did he have in the backfield there? Derrick Henry. How does uh, 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 B. John Robinson is a downhill forward-facing back? Just like Derrick Henry. He'll run you over. I I, I think uh, Desmond Ritter I, – I, I don't know why, but I just get the feeling that the Falcons, they were already 7-10 and 10 last year. They beefed up a few places. I, I think in a division full of a lot of question marks, I think the Falcons should be considered the division frontrunners at this point. Yeah, I, I really think do. so. <laughs> I, I, I completely agree with that. <clears throat> just like how the Jets are going to be division frontrunners this year. Bullshit. <laughs> I almost got choked on my noodle. That's the Bills. I mean, I, I would love for be the Patriots, but the Bills are the division champions until proven otherwise. Is, is Matt still y'all's quarterback for next year? According to Billy. As far as Will, well, yep. Okay, fair enough. Uh, but then again, this is Bill Belichick. I don't think anyone truly is a starter until proven <laughs> until, until they walk out in the field for kickoff. Uh, hell, they're still not a starter then. Because he might, he might change his mind last minute. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, it's um, Bill Belichick we're crying out loud. Yeah. So, guys, I think the biggest question mark in the in the first round. Uh, see if you all agree with me here. Anthony Richardson, the Florida quarterback at Florida, the Colts. That to me is the biggest risk of anyone in the first round. Yeah, that's that's fail. I'm gonna go, go, go along with y'all because I did not watch the draft. He's only mm. got 13 career starts. Yeah. Oh, God. That's risky. Uh-huh. They say he's got incredible potential, but I'm like, um, yeah, I'm going to need a little bit more than that. Ask, like, when have I ever heard of a quarterback that had a lot of potential, not a lot of experience in going in? Oh, that's right, Trey Lance, and he's not even in the job right now. So, yeah, they took Mr. Irrelevant over the kid they took in the first round and traded up for it. Yeah. I'm going to say I need more. And just, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. All right. So, Dan, I, it's time. I, I hope it pays off for him, but. For, for the GM's sake, I would because if it doesn't, he's out of a job. And I like Chris Ballard. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the sake of, uh, well, okay. Anyway, Darren, it's time to dig into our team a little bit. We'll get to Josh's team in a second, but let's go through the Patriots' uh, draft picks. I'll go through all 12, and then we'll talk about them, okay? Then we're not going to go through individually, but we'll go through them just in general. Uh, Round one, pick 17 from the Pittsburgh Steelers, Christian Gonzalez, cornerback, Oregon. Round two, pick 46, Keon White, defensive end, Georgia Tech. Round three, pick 76, via Carolina, Marte Mapu. From safety, Sacramento State. Round four, pick 107 from the LA Rams. Jake Andrews, center, Troy. 
Round four, pick 117, City South, guard, Eastern Michigan. Round five, pick 144, from Atlanta through Las Vegas, Antonio Mafi. I, I missed that, so I don't know how it pronounced. Ooh. Guard, UCLA. Round six, pick 187, from Carolina, Keishon Butte. B o u t t e. I'm one. It's it's it from LSU. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's Butte because let's face it, that's how they always say it down there. Uh, French. Number of uh, round six, pick one ninety two. Bryce Berenger, puncher, Michigan State. Uh, let's see here. Am I missing something? We pick a kicker. We pick a kicker, and it's not showing here. Pick uh, round six, pick 210, Demario Douglas, wide receiver, Liberty. Round six, pick 214 from Las Vegas, Amir Speed, Michigan State. And round seven, pick 275 from Buffalo through Atlanta, Isaiah Bolden, cornerback, Jackson State, who was the only HBCU player drafted in the whole draft. Uh, so, Darren, what do we think how the Patriots did in their business? Um, I mean, in general, I, I think they grabbed what we all – what we thought they needed. Um, they definitely needed a, a cornerback to, to switch at, you know, to replace effectively replace Jalen Mills, who replaced Devin McCourty. <laughs> um, they, they picked a lot of, they got a lot on the defensive and offensive lines, um, which was very nice. And the, I mean, really, the only one I was really questioning was a why a fourth round kicker. Um, that's that's there's always the one questionable pick, and this year it was a kicker in the in, in the fourth round. Um, I have no problem with Apano because obviously anyone's better than Mister Apano replacement man. <laughs> and I, I like again. They they got three DBs, so I'll take that. Um, they got a couple receivers. Yeah, a couple receivers. So they they got the depth where they needed it. Well, I well, I think we all thought they needed it. Um, and from what I can tell, Gonzalez is a lockdown corner. That's uh, what the that's what the 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 running uh, opinion was. That they were like, hey, the Patriots, like, who let them have them? Mm-hmm. Who, 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 who screwed up and yeah. let the Patriots have this guy? I mean, when, when he's out there going, it doesn't matter if they're six five or five seven, you know exactly how the play is going to end when I'm covering him. I'm like, oh wow, right then, this guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> Chad Ryland is the defender. He was pick round four, pick one twelve. He's a kicker out of the University of Maryland. So there's there's the pick that the website I was using miss, conveniently missed. Mm-hmm. I don't really know why. Yeah, but it did. But yeah, I I am inclined to agree with you. I think that the I I wondered. I kind of thought they would pick a receiver earlier in the draft, and I was disappointed that they did. But at the same time, I, <laughs> we pretty much established don't pick receivers yeah. early in the draft. You know, in the Patriots, it doesn't always work out. So. I'll take giving the guys. I mean, Edelman was a seventh round draft pick. Look mm-hmm. how that turned out. So, this I'm curious to see how these guys fit in. Obviously, there's no way of knowing yet. But when you've got guys that 
at least give you a chance to try new things in the draft and, and training camp and to see what comes of this. I'm excited for it. I really do. And I'm with you. I think they did fill the gaps where we thought gaps needed to be filled. And you've probably got a guy, Christian Gonzalez, they probably walk in and start by the way. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean he will. In fact, I'd almost guarantee you he won't, but he probably can. I agree. And now, Josh, it's time for your team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. As soon as I can pull up their thing. Uh, Holy shit, I've got it to download. Finally. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, less enthusiasm, more more monotone, Josh. What? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I am the excitement to this. This is and also this is why we take forever when we do a podcast because I ain't here. Y'all fly through it, but then when I am here, we just chud right along because I did sidetrack. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about what the Steelers did. Same deal. I'm going to run through some of the picks and then we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. Round one, pick 14 via from Georgia, Broderick Jones, offensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Round two, pick 32, Joey Porter Jr., cornerback, Penn State. Yes. Round two, pick 49, Keanu Benson, defensive tackle, Wisconsin. Good. Round, round three, pick 93, Darnell Washington, tight end, Georgia. Round Georgia. Four, round four, pick 132, Nick Hebring, linebacker, Wisconsin. Round seven, pick 241, Corey Trice, cornerback, Purdue. And round seven, pick 251, Spencer Anderson, guard, Maryland. I think we didn't have a good season, boys. I mean, I, I okay, I have a stat here about Broderick Jones. I sent this to another Steelers friend of mine, but I didn't uh <clears throat> I was gonna send it to you guys and I, I forgot it. Let's see here. Oh, please load. Nope, not loading right now. Damn it. There was a there was a weird stat about him and I'm like, oh, okay, this is this is kind of crazy. He went. He he didn't give up a sack in like eight hundred snaps or so last year. Good. So he's clearly good. That's what we need. Okay. I heard someone say that they're calling the uh, Seattle's offensive line the picket fence. Good. Oh, okay. What the <laughs> hell they call it? <laughs> See, I, I'm, I'm not sure a picket fence <laughs> is a good thing, though. Uh, <laughs> they got a lot of holes. <laughs> 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 okay, uh, fair. Anyways, but I see what they're going for. <laughs> yeah, I can see yeah. it, but just a little bit more. Needs work, needs refinement. Uh, I tell you what, like the 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 Steelers loading up defensively with the cornerback and a defensive tackle they didn't need. Who knows? It's like okay, that's scary. The steel curtain is arriving. The steel curtain will be back. What, Rams? <clears throat> no. Anyways. <laughs> um, I, I think Pittsburgh's going to have a good season next year because I feel, I feel like we finally drafted players that we needed. So, it'll fix our defense. Well, what issues we have left of it. It'll fix. It'll fix a lot of things. 
And I think that will even fits our offense as well. Well, if you have Kenny not being concussed twice in a year because he's running for his life, that obviously is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if he can, I, let's be honest, <clears throat> if he get concussed two times last year, the Steelers made the playoffs. Because we because we're never out, baby. We're never out. I, I was literally telling that to a friend of mine. I was like, it's been my experience that the Pittsburgh Steelers are never truly out of it. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. No, we are not. And then Kenny. quite honestly, I feel like if we would have started Kenny Pickett earlier, we probably would have maybe won the division or at least had more of a fight to it. You wouldn't have won the division. Cincinnati and Baltimore had that pretty much themselves. Yeah, we would have Baltimore been fighting for a wild card. Well, we, well, fine. We probably would have had a better wild card. That I can agree <laughs> with. Now, let's talk about the Ravens because they paid, capital P-A-I-D, paid their quarterback, Lamar Jackson, five years, $260 million with $185 million in guaranteed cold hard cash. With an average salary of fifty-two million dollars. So, boys, I'll start with the non-rate, the non-Steelers <laughs> fan here. Good, good. Ja, Darren, good contract, uh, bad contract, and what does this mean for the other future contracts in the NFL? One uh, of coming up. First, I'll say he did this without an agent. So let's just come out here and. Go, you congratulate him on that for one. Let let's just go there. Because That's a good point. This without he, an agent, you no agent fees. He keeps this. Yeah, it's like you you pay no one else but the government for that, uh, and that's that's it. <laughs> um, so that's impressive. Um, I still think it's overpaying. Still, I still think it's overpaying. Um, but. He's still probably the best. He's definitely the best option for the Ravens at quarterback. Um, and they've got some some got him some more weapons, but um, I still think it's too much money. And I will end this with it's going to continue pushing the worrying trend of putting basically all of your eggs in one basket in the form of a quarterback who is likely to get concussed at any moment or tear an ACL, a, a wrong tackle, and then boom, now look what you've done. Um, and I, I just, I don't, I don't think it's a smart move by any move, uh, by any you know organization. Um, and again, the only one it's worked out for is Kansas City. And I do not see it working out for Baltimore in this regard because I do not think they've made enough moves at as it stands to be as competitive as they, as they need to be in in especially in the division. Right, because I mean the Bengals are going to be good. The Steelers got better. The Browns are well, they're going to be the Browns. And that's just I, I I would love to say nice things about them, but I can't because I'd be lying. So <laughs> I can't do that. Um, but no, I mean it. it you're, you're right. The, it's 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 overpaying, and I said this to begin with, and I, I will echo it. This is going to sound harsh, but I believe it. If he misses one game over the course of this contract, it is not worth it. If I'm paying you that much money, you would best be available for every damn game. 
Every that means the training staff needs to be on top of their game too. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, I'm not wrong, am I? No, no. I mean, you you invest that much money in a person. The, the minute Patrick Mahomes misses a game, they're gonna feel the hurt, right? Um, it, that's it, with Kansas City. It's just that's totally that that's the dice that they're willing to roll. Um, granted. Kansas City has a ton more playmakers uh, than just Patrick Mahomes, so I think they'll make do a little better, but they will be noticeably a different team. Uh, See that this this is actually really interesting because before then you've had Chad Henney there, and mm-hmm. Chad Henney, the ever steady guy who can make plays when he has to, but he's just kind of the keep it. He retired. Yeah. So who's the Chiefs' backup quarterback now? Uh, I th- I knew the answer, and uh, let me double check. Because that's going to be really interesting now to see, like, okay, Mahomes think... has, has shown he will never be miss time to some degree, mm-hmm. usually in a playoff game. Uh, so now it's like, okay, how does this Chiefs team get on? Because yeah. I know they signed another veteran. That's what I do know. Um, uh, they have, as it stands right now, Blaine Gabbert and Shane Bukele. Bu- I don't know Buchel. that's how you pronounce it. Bouchelle. Shane Bouchelle, really? the former Texas quarterback. Yeah, so... Okay, Blaine Ga- like, that yeah. That's a write-off. Blaine Gabbard, though, is a competent NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like, Blaine Gabbard can run the offense if he has to. I, I, I really... Ooh. Damn, I dropped my pen. I believe that Blaine Gabbard can run the Chiefs offense if he has to. Will it be the same as Chad Henney? No, but he can if he has to. I don't know what what the Ravens have behind Lamar Jackson, and I don't know that I really believe in it if I did. Is Tyler Huntley still there? Yeah. Uh, As far as I'm aware, yeah. Okay. Even then, (laughs) underwhelming. Now, they've signed uh, Odell, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Now, this is the thing that I saw on Friday, but I didn't see it actually, like, announced. OBJ tried to, uh, no, excuse me, Antonio Brown tried to speak it into existence that he was joining the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. He tweeted it, and then nothing ever came from it. No official announcement of the team or anything. So, I don't know what's going on there, but, yeah. Jared and I have said on this show before that we don't believe we should play another snap in the NFL, and I think we both still agree with that. Yeah, I mean, you don't have stupid childlike outbursts like that and deserve that to have another shot. You just don't. I mean, he made a big deal in Vegas before he got shipped out of there. He he messed up his chance he, of the Patriots. He got to New England. Then that whole ordeal happened and that, we won't, that we won't speak of, but we know of. And then uh, uh. he comes to Tampa Bay and throws a hissy fit in the middle of the game and bye-bye. So, no, he three teams, three strikes, effectively four if you count however he exited the, the Steelers. No, that's you're, – you're, you're done. Now, and now, any granted, GM would be stupid to look at him and go, yeah, I want him. Yeah, anyone. Like, you, like if he signed the Patriots, probably all be going like, Bill, what are you doing? Uh huh. I I would wonder what what drugs he he was on. Yeah. I was like, do you not remember what happened last time? <laughs> yeah. Like um yeah that, that's not 
No, sorry. But see, I, I could all like. I don't like. I don't like him in general. Like, I think like, like I think that Vontez perfect hit broke him, and, and I and I say that trying to be as nice as I can, CTE. because I because I think that that's really when everything changed. And if that end did mess something up in his head, he needs to seek help. But let's just, for the sake of argument, say it didn't, and this is all him <clears throat> with a sane mind doing this. Let's just go back to that outburst. You have Tom freaking Brady on that sideline with you. You are teammates with the greatest football player in the history of the game. I don't care how mad you are over not getting the ball. Shut up, sit down, and then go play the next game. You, Every player's job is to win a championship. Every player's goal should be to win a championship. Shut up, sit down, and go win a title with Brady because I guarantee you had a better chance than he did anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady wins. He won without you He uh, before. He won without you afterwards. He didn't need you. You needed Tom Brady. Without him, he wouldn't. You wouldn't even be on that damn team. Shut up, sit down, and play. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. He's washed up. Like it just. So if you want to go play, go play for the XFL. We'll half. You'll get ten times uh, ten times fewer people, and we'll still forget about you. Go play in Canada for all I care. Yeah. Whatever. This topic, in Canada. This is a topic. This what topic we be- could do in the summer Canadian football. Hmm. Whatever happened to Johnny Manziel? Uh-huh. Is, is, he still, uh-huh. is he still up in Canada playing, or did he finally mm-hmm. dip? I think he finally dipped. I think he's actually like living in Hawaii now. I think. Yeah. Because remember, he he he. Yeah, he was with CFL, and then he was with the AAF before it folded almost immediately. Literally, like the. Like, like what the weekend after they folded it, like when he yeah, like they signed him like two or three weeks into the season, and then all of a sudden they folded. Yeah, there's well, rumors like, oh, he banged up the damn league. He wanted too much, and they banged up the damn. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as far as I'm aware, as far as I'm aware, he's I've not heard a dang thing about him. I've I didn't and, think so either. Yeah, I, I was just I was just thinking about that. You talking about Cleveland mm-hmm. Browns and all that stuff. I mean, um, since you since you posed the question, yeah, let's find out. Dear, do a little live research while Josh answers the question. What about Lamar Jackson? Johnny Manziel is an American football quarterback for the Zappos of the fan-controlled football league. Oh God! Oh, As of 2021, God. he's been there since 2021. Funnily, it's I'm surprised that though even the FCF even still exists. Honestly, yeah, me too. The FCFL is like, oh God. Yeah. I mean, considering I the people who started it were responsible for the team that failed almost immediately, so and broke with the code that they had swore by. Yeah, hey, that's you what know pissed what me off. You know what I'm still pissed about is the fact that they remember they had that whole mobile. They had the like the mobile app or the website where they had that whole thing where leading up to the season like you will effectively being the PR for the team and like you got a shit ton of points and like yeah. if you got, did it I so my Twitter yeah. With it. yeah if you did it so much you you got basically rewarded for that based on that and I remember like I was in the tier where you I should have got a Josie I should have got all this and 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 they sent I imagine the same stuff they sent to everyone a t-shirt a beanie a sticker and something else. And a hat. 
and I didn't even get a hat. It was just a beanie. Oh wait, I bought the hat. Never mind. Yeah, I'm sorry. And, and I'm hat. like, they and they all came out, and I'm like, okay, like that's cool and all, but you quite literally miss right from the bat you lied to us and then like, like, i should have a josie of a now defunct football team and and and, and like, i you're right i didn't get that far you were a little bit ahead of me because you had an iphone at the time and i didn't so it's like okay uh you the apple app was out before the android app like months before the android app so i had to wait mm-hmm. uh but still it was i i couldn't get over the fact that they were saying oh Fans didn't make every decision. We get to hire. We sat there and we watched the interviews of these of the head coaching candidates and voted for our own head coaching candidates. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, that guy I voted for did not win. I voted for a guy who came in really prepared, really understood what we were what, like had a plan. The guy that won was the guy that basically kissed everyone else's ass and was like, "Oh, you get, you have, I am, I am a puppet. You, I, I do what you want." And he mm-hmm. won. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So. And then they fired him like two games in. Without, Literally without two games in. Literally mm-hmm. two games in without holding a vote. I'm like, you want a piece um, of yeah, that, no, that's not supposed to happen. We're supposed to have a vote about this. I got really mad. I still mm-hmm. remember where I was when I read about that and my yeah. reaction afterwards. We, was like, what was the mm-hmm. receiver that they even had a vote on bringing in after like <sighs> some controversy? Oh, no, but he played for the, he played for the then Redskins. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, uh, oh, oh, no, not no. Um, Norman was a defender. Never mind. Uh, uh, I'll look it up later. Yeah, it, it, that's a topic for another thing. No, but yeah, like we we both have seen. How did we even get on? Oh yeah, the NFL. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, they 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 screwed up, and I'm surprised. I'm with you. I'm surprised oh, that thing is even, is even still a thing, considering how badly that thing got off to a horrible start. I'll never I go know. back. That's for sure. I don't even know what y'all what y'all are even talking about. <laughs> you want to explain, dude? It was what was it? It was like uh, it was a, a a football team that was supposed to be literally ran by the fans. It called plays called by the fans, etc. Like relayed for an app to the coach. The coach was effectively a proxy, and they were a test thing that was in the arena football league. Uh, the indoor football oh, league. Indoor football league. That's right. Indoor football. Because arena football is widely more successful than that. Uh-huh. Uh, and, uh, yeah, within a year, they decided they, well, within a couple weeks, they botched everything. And then they had, like, two wins mo- at most. And at the end of the season, they pulled out of the league. And this was this was in 2016, 2017. Because uh, I was a senior. Um so and wait, so, so it was like this, like a football team part of a league, or yes, yeah. yeah. the The football team was part of the league, and now the and the people who founded it was one of them was like a former Chicago Bear. I can't remember his name, but I can't he, either. But... He was a relatively big name because we recognized it immediately. Um, and then uh, a few other people who you know would you would believe would competently run a, be able to run a football team or something. Uh, long story short, now and then after that, they were like, "Well, we don't want to do with this. We're going to try to start our own league." And then that league started in like what 2020 or 2021, something uh, like not, that. Yeah. And th- with the basis, apparently, the entire league would be ran that way. And I've never looked into it until then because I didn't know it still existed. I figured it would have failed after year one. Yeah. So um, basically, like we held a team, like a team mascot vote, a team name vote, a team 
uh, cut like what logo we picked, stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. we designed the uni- we designed the fucking helmet. We designed everything. Not gonna lie, and I don't even remember the team name. The Salt Lake Screaming Eagles. That's right. So, so I just pulled up their website. <laughs> so here's here's the name of their teams. At least at least this last year. Board Ape Football Club, Knights of D Gym. Oh God, Board Sh- Ape. You're kidding me. Stars. Boaty or oh Yeah, I'm gonna go with Boaty. Glacier Boys with a Z. Kingpins, Zappers, and Beast. My God. And I, I mean, hey. Well, I mean, the Board Ape Football Club was the best team because they went five and two. Uh, they sell NFC. And, and yeah, that, that's that's exactly the only thing though. Austin have... Eckler owns the Should Have Been Stores. Really? Yeah. Austin <laughs> freaking Eckler. Yeah, Tiki ba- Tiki and Rondé Barber own the Knights of Degen. Or well, part owners, they're, they're listed on the thing. Uh, obviously, a bunch of random people who are bored ape uh, related. Or Washon Lynch is in on the beast. Which yeah, that doesn't surprise me one bit. No, no. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. That's. I wonder honest. how they present our story. Like, is, is this completely? Uh, we may have. Pre- uh, what in the world? The wiki the wiki says future teams or own, ownership Flair DAO and IBM Watson. What Watson's a, get what? A supercomputer is gonna own a team? I'm confused. The, the Jeopardy champion is getting in on this. <laughs> the guy the computer that beat Ken Jennings and Brad Rudder. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> this this thing, man. I'm I, I'm just gonna be honest. That I, I I I'm glad I jumped off that bandwagon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, although although although, I really do want someone to start a, a like a fan run team again. Like I really want someone to get in on this. Like either like. No, <clears throat> I, I guess I would do it if it was a basketball, but I would prefer it to be like a football uh, or, a, or a soccer team or even a baseball team. But, oh, here's the, so one, of the, one of the rules. I'm just on the wiki. Uh, rock, paper, scissors replaces the coin toss. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I love that. <laughs> I, totally, I totally support that decision. <laughs> I actually could love you, that. Could you imagine that in the Super Bowl? That would <laughs> be hilarious, wouldn't it? I would have like, You, have, you sit there and have a strategic chat with your captains. All right, what are you going to go yeah. with? All right, boys, I'm bring it in here. Welcome to the Super Bowl. <sighs> We're going to play a minky and my paper scissors decide who gets the ball to begin yeah. the game. Yeah. Be- be- best two out of three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. How about we move on to some serious football, eh, boys? Wait, well, oh, hold I... on. I, I have one more thing. That would be- so, fan-controlled hoops is coming this summer, and then fan-controlled football will be will come back out this fall. The the league will go up against the NFL and college football. Oh, they're gonna get killed. That's a bad idea. Who's, who's that's that's whose idea was this? The original USFL. Yeah, that's literally yeah. what killed the the USFL was on track to be a mighty good competitor. Some of them in the NFL in spring. 
we would have had established spring football by now if the 45th president of the United States who owned the New Jersey Generals at that point didn't didn't get everyone to go on board with going up against the NFL in the fall. Who the hell was the 45th president? Donald J. Trump. Oh. The, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I I'm not that. That's a true story. Donald mm-hmm. Trump owned the New Jersey <clears throat> Generals and decided it was in everyone's best interest to compete against the NFL and kill the league. <laughs> oh well, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're going to get massacred. Yeah, but it's like the NFL in college. Like the XFL. That's why. Why do you think the XFL championship's about to happen and the USFL has just re, you know started now? They 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 did that on purpose so they didn't have to compete with anything but the draft for two days you know yeah. i'm actually impressed with the xfl and what they're doing with that that i feel like it's gonna stay around for a while it the, will because the rock will will it to yeah that's the yeah. only reason why it will stay around is because you get you see the rock's obnoxious face yelling at the in the damn tv i mean and that's not to talk crap about him i'm just tired of freaking seeing him He's I everywhere. Love I love him. Literally everywhere. I don't want to sound like I'm talking bad about Professor about saying because that's not what I intend to do, but this statement's gonna come off like that. The XFL is football for WWE fans. If you yeah. don't watch WWE, yeah. you don't watch the XFL. Mm-hmm. It's I mean really the exact Vince, same demographic. Vince McMahon literally owned it, so yeah. You you're right. That being said, I haven't watched much USFL. I watched a few games opening weekend. I think I watched one game like last week. I yeah. couldn't watch the past weekend because I was right from the TV. So uh, I get a pass. I've been that. making a point but... to at least try to watch highlights like I like I would do with the NFL. Right. Um, so I did watch a couple highlights where I was sitting around waiting for ferret samples in the middle of, of the day. Literally sitting there in my bubble suit just waiting. Darren oh. <laughs> in his bubble oh, suit. You just, just don't mention that. And just act like that. You just take the stroll through the park. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> ferret samples? Yeah. What type of samples are you getting from a ferret? So um, the stuff that I specifically handle, I I handle all the blood samples. So they, they transfer the blood Ew. samples to me and I process the... the How the, do they get blood from a ferret? Same way so you would from anything. From you just draw it. They... You just they put up a hell of a fight, I'm sure. Yeah, they have to knock him out, of course, first, <laughs> and then you know, just a little, little mallet on top of the head. But uh, oh, God. <laughs> okay, 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 Darren, 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 Darren. Next time I see you, I want you to take a little mallet on top of my head, and I want you to draw my own blood. Okay, <laughs> like that's what I want you to do. I want you to take out the tiniest mallet you got, wipe <laughs> me on the head with it, and then draw my blood. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that. So yeah, I was literally just waiting on ferret blood, so I so I could. Uh, spin down the plasma and all that fun jazz. Um, uh, and, and in the process of doing that, we literally have computers in the in the in the lab for so that you know we'll not just sit there pop on me. I have music going on in literally. I'm in a bubble suit in high in a high pressurized lab or in a pressurized lab, just popping you know death metal. And occasionally watching <laughs> NFL highlights. This mental image is so mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I it's just wonderful. see you just chilling there in your bubble suit, just you know, bopping your head to the techno train. <laughs> and occasionally I do pop on some some uh, Skrillex or something. Yeah, and sometimes he'll, and sometimes yes. he'll just <laughs> send me something like, "Hey, I saw this going through Twitter while I'm in my bubble suit." Yep. 
<laughs> well, why, why won't you send me anything, sir? Because oh, <laughs> norm, normally I'm just scroll, uh, I'm scroll, uh, watching YouTube videos, if anything, and most, but not mine. I I do I do pop some on <laughs> I I do. Okay, okay, good. Sometimes I admit I will pop on videos in background and not end up paying attention, but I do at least the give numbers you the are view. still the damn same. At, at I don't the, care if you at, watch it or not. At the very least, I do give you the view. That's what I'm here for. I'm here for the come here for the numbers. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to real football. Yes. The college football playoff, as we know, is expanding to 12 teams. This is the six highest ranked conference champions and the six highest ranked at-large teams as chosen by the selection committee. The top four conference hey. champions will be seeded one through four and receive <clears> first round bias. Remaining eight will play first round games on campus. Mm-hmm. And so here's huh. the way this is going to go. That's interesting. Before we get into the nitty gritty here, before we ask the question. In 2024, the first round games will take place on Friday, December 20th and Saturday, December 21st. One game on Friday night and the other three on Saturday. Uh, one in the early afternoon, one in the afternoon, one meeting. Basically, your standard college football Saturday. Quarterfinals be played at both sites on <clears> New Year's <throat> Eve and New Year's Day. The Esther Bowl at night and on New Year's Eve, a Tuesday, and the Peach Bowl, Rose Bowl, and Sugar Bowl all being played on New Year's Day, Wednesday. And then the semifinals played at the Orange Bowl and the Cotton Bowl on Thursday, January 9th and Friday, January 10th, and the championship game in Atlanta on January 20th. So, gentlemen, take it out of consideration, like the whole bowl. I'm not, I don't care what where these bowls are. Yeah. I just, read, I just read it for information. What do we think of how they're splitting this thing up for the first <laughs> rounds of the playoffs? This is only to get to 2026 when the new contract comes into play. Then we can work to do a lot more. But what what do we think so far of the of the of the thing? And by the way, the this is for 2024, so not this season, but next season, 2025 is basically the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. So if you get one, you get the other. I'll let Darren lead off. Uh, I mean, I, originally I was like, why three games in one day? But then it's kind of hard to have a to have to split games on a Friday and have enough people, you know, be able to justify the the loss and. In watching because you know most people are working um so i mean either way i i having thought about that it makes a lot more sense um but either way i'm we we've all been with the for an expanded playoffs um i think the like this though i i think the uh the having the so six conference champions and then six highest rated at large. Um, definitely, uh, definitely interesting. Uh, now that I think about that, but then having giving the top four a buy, um, that that's fine with me. Uh, yeah. But other Can than I that, like, just one second. No, go ahead. It's kind of. I just thought about this. <clears throat> this is almost assumes the Pac-12 stays alive in some form, doesn't it? Power five, and then the highest ranked uh, power five, not like group of five conference champion. But if the power, but the, but the Pac twelve dies. Then, like, what happens here? Because I mean, you'll have the top four will always be the winners of the SEC, ACC, Big Ten, and Big Twelve. Probably, that will yep. never change. Mm-hmm. But like, does the Mountain West pick up the pieces of the American? Like, do we all of a sudden have two smaller schools in this thing? 
Probably. An unintended consequence, because this is really the expanded playoff to the average person is seen as, oh, it's giving him a chance. No, it's crowding the field with the SEC is what it's doing. But the Pac-12, if they killed the Pac-12 as a result of this, and all of a sudden you may have mm. like a like – a, let's see who could be in the Mountain West at this point. Let's just say San Diego State does not join the Big 12 and they're the Mountain West champion in this scenario. And then let's just pick a school in the AAC. Temple. Let's just have fun with it. Temple wins the AAC. And then, like, what? San Diego State and Temple are in in the same as Alabama and Georgia? Like, what the heck? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what? The, this could be a really fun thing if they kill the Pac-12. I want the Pac-12 to die now. I didn't want you before. I want to kill now. Bye. I'm just curious on how it's going to play out. Like, I, I mean, I, I kind of wish it would be been a little bit bigger, but, I mean, I will take the expanded. At least maybe West Virginia, if we have a really good season, probably 10, 15 years from now, at least we will have a very good chance of making it unless we you, get screwed. All you got to do is be, like, 15th in the country now. Mm-hmm. You'll play for a championship. Or at least have a chance to. Yeah. yeah. The first games, though, could you imagine? We could finish sixth. And in the polls, and we we would still get killed, and we still wouldn't be in it. Well, they'd have to take us now. If we're if we're the, if we're the uh, if we're this if if everything else is is like if it's Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State, and Oklahoma, <clears throat> then Ohio State, Alabama win the SEC and Big Ten. We're the third highest. Then Clemson wins the ACC. We're the other highest. We're the highest Big Twelve team. They have to take us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they'll still. <clears throat> Sorry, that that this might just be my pessimistic side. They still somehow skip us. I mean, I don't disagree. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't either. But ooh, quick score update: it's nine nothing Mountaineers in the middle uh, in the seventh. Let's go. Let's go. Damn. All right, there we go. There's your baseball score update. Going for win number nine in a row. And here's Josh the weather. <laughs> oh yeah, so, <laughs> uh, so in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, we had a beautiful sunny day of seventy degrees. While up in <laughs> West Virginia, in Fayetteville, in Oak Hill area, respectively, it was snowing. <laughs> yeah, it was sleeting when I left the house this morning. It's crazy. <laughs> it's just been rainy all day for me. Oh, it's it been was rainy like, all weekend for me. When I left the house this morning at five thirty, it was like fifty-five degrees outside. God, how I envy you. Uh, it was 55 <laughs> for me all day. God, how I envy you both. It never got past like 41 here. It got up to 70. It, it was a beautiful day. Nice and sunny. Hi, Chessie. And uh, it, was a very, it was a very beautiful day. We're moving back to sports now. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, you're, you're both right that they would find some way to screw West Virginia. Like, oh, you are an, and you are an illegitimate <clears throat> baseball champion. Why? Uh, we don't know. You you just are okay. Deal with it. Yep. <sighs> so, sticking to our college football theme, the B twelve conference commissioner wants to play conference games in Mexico. Good idea. Bad idea. Josh. Oh, I get to go first. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. Okay, so. I think so. I'm gonna bring in my NASCAR knowledge in this trip. 
I think it'd be a good idea because that gives that gives more fans to, uh, well, more viewership, more more fans in the seat that may not have seen a lot of American football. Granted, mm-hmm. I mean I know the NFL goes down there every so often, whatever, and baseball. I think baseball's going down there now. Yeah, because that that was a whole thing about something about it shouldn't count against like pitchers' uh, stats when they play down there because apparently they it was a basic as a home 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 run derby. Anyway, yeah, the, it's, the area is incredibly thin. Uh, to give a little bit of context, when the U.S. men's national team plays at Mexico in, in soccer, you always hear uh, people like how hard it is to play at a Sadio Azteca, not just because Mexico is almost never bad. But because it's such a, it's higher than Denver, so yep. it's really hard to mm-hmm. breathe up there, and that's what really creates a problem. But yeah. from a, I mean, guys, it's, the way I look at it, if they go down there, it's going to add more viewership to the Big Twelve. It's going to add more fans. I <clears> mean, <throat> why? Why the hell not? I mean, Plus, we play, a majority of the conference I mean, is right there anyway. I mean. I mean, we play a bowl game in the Bahamas. We play basketball games on a army on a navy ship. <laughs> Why not play Big Twelve college football in Mexico? Why not? And I mean, even NASCAR's talking about going back to Mexico here next couple years or so. So I mean, like, why the hell not? It's not going to hurt anything. Like, it'll get it'll get a new fan base. So. And we just show Mexico what truth, what uh, real football is, instead of their kicking the balls around. <laughs> just, just for the record, for everybody, I, I do like soccer a lot, but I still like to be a dick. So there's that. Um, but no, I, I think it's a great idea. <clears throat> Why not? I mean, we sports as a whole. And you're talking about NASCAR, Formula One, football, baseball, basketball. They've been expanding out of well, – F1 has been expanding in the U.S., and all the U.S. sports have been expanding out across the country, I mean, across the world. So why not? I mean, I, I don't see an issue with it. I'm for it. I'm for – and it's even called diversity. Yeah. Diversity in the fans and the viewership. Mm-hmm. And plus, plus, I just want to hear a Spanish commentator uh, scream whenever the Western Mountaineer school scores a touchdown. So, like, we're ever going to play in that game? Yeah, right. That'll be they, Houston versus Texas Tech every year. I doubt that. they might. They might send us down there. Send a bunch of Mountaineer fans to Mexico where they serve. Uh, where they serve Corona and Jose Cuervo. That'll be a good idea. And you know what? Just like Pittsburgh fans, we will travel down there as well. <laughs> yeah, I know we will. I'm saying we might <clears> wreck <throat> the joint while we're down there. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's hope they have couches that we can burn. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, Darren. What? What about you? I, I mean, I don't really have anything against it for the most part. Uh, really. Um, I mean, again, like I said, a majority of the conference is in that area anyway. Um, so why not? Uh, other than it being, I would I would imagine it'd be a little harder to uh, get any 
Grappa acclamation. And not that the NFL teams get that much of a luxury either. Um, that might be the biggest downside, but it's not really like it would get a competitive advantage to either team because they both got to suffer through it. And who knows? It could be played in, like, not Mexico City. It could be played in Tijuana or Guadalajara or uh, Cancun, uh, Cancun uh, any other – why not? Just because it's Saudi or Sekas, that doesn't mean they're going to use it. So – but – I I I am I'm not inherent like I have nothing. If West Virginia gets picked or if they end up doing it in general, I'll probably watch the game. But at the same time, I don't know that I like it. And here's my reasoning: because it's a different thing when an NFL team comes down there, because they have a professional sports environment. Like there are prof- there's a Mexican professional soccer league. It's called uh, Liga MX, I think. And you have people that are used to that. Outside of the U.S., college sports is not a thing. Like, if you go to any other major university not in the U.S. and you say, oh, how's your your sports team? They're going to go, are there any murals or, or, like, the kids outside playing soccer in the quad? Like, what? What do you mean? It doesn't exist. Uh, that's my thing. Is it's okay to bring the NFL or Major League Baseball down there, but to try to bring something and basically ask people who are down there to care about something that is a foreign concept to them, 18 to 22 year olds playing, I, I, that's what I worry. It, it's, 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 that's where I think the biggest hiccup could be. It's not a yeah. bad idea, but I just don't know how well that's going to work. The But there is a way around that, although it is a little bit. If you look at the professional sports landscape in terms of, like, here we have everything. In most places, it's just soccer. But also keep in mind, in this in this country, <clears throat> teams move all over, all over the place. In other countries, they don't. The, the club either thrives or it dies. So their professional sports teams are much like our college sports teams, which is that West Virginia University is not up and moving to San Francisco tomorrow. West Virginia University is going to be there. <clears throat> so we may suck, but we're going to be there. That's, that's, that's the thing where you might could blend that, like, okay, Imagine how you guys think of your local soccer team. Well, that's how we feel about our local college teams. And then you go from there. That's it. That's that's what I think. That That's the tie that you can do it. But I'm still a little bit weary of the fact that they're not used to caring about people this young playing in a sport like at this level. I'm, I just I, I don't know how that's going to fit. I feel like it would be great because – the atmosphere when it comes to college football or college sports in general is a completely different atmosphere compared to like NFL and other major league sports. Except for maybe NASCAR. But that's that's the point. I mean, NASCAR was, was, was created from alcohol. So, anyways. Um, no, I don't know. I feel like it, it would draw in a lot more interest. <clears throat> because like every U.S. school, like I'm gonna put money 
Staples has some sort of foreign students coming in. I, I don't remember the like the correct term, so that's why I just said it like that. International but, students. Yeah, duh, yeah. And so, like, with, like when <clears throat> I was in college, we, like, my fraternity, we actually ran with the internationals for homecoming. And let me tell you, those internationals got more into homecoming than what any of us Americans did. Like, both with alcoholism and with wanting <laughs> to win. <laughs> especially well, like the Bra- especially like like the Brazilians and the Europeans. Oh hell. Oh hell. They they had fun. So that's why I'm like, I feel like they'd do good. I think I, I think that could be like a new week zero kickoff type deal. It would be interesting. Because mm-hmm. you, you, know, you almost <laughs> have to do it then. You couldn't be like, oh, you're in the middle of your season. You're going to go to Mexico and play a game. Yeah. yeah it, it, it'd have to be like <clears throat> kind of like, like the Chick-fil-A kick, uh, kickoff game. That would be interesting. But like, but like, I mean, like, still keep like the Chick-fil-A kickoff game, but like, this would be like the... Right, but yeah, but the... the well, like, this would be like the Corona kickoff game. <laughs> the Corona kickoff. Hey, that actually is a good bring to it. Speaking of Corona, it got kicked off back in 2020, so this would be 2.0 version. Hopefully a little more tame this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's say we move away from football. Let's, let's talk about... Uh, what might be, yeah, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make an, an assumption though. But I, I don't know if you all have known this, but the Boston Bruins had the best Good. season in the history of the National Hockey League, 65 wins, 135 mm-hmm. points, and they are out of the Stanley Good. Cup playoffs. They Good. blew a 3-1 lead to the to the Florida Panthers, the eighth seed, and they Good. gave up the tying goal in Game Seven with one minute left in the third yeah. period. Let's also Wonderful. mention that, if I recall po- co- properly, it was the biggest points differential in, between two teams in a playoffs in terms of points scored for the season. I don't recall seeing I, that, but I certainly would believe it. <laughs> so I'll ask the non-hockey fan first because I'm going to put him on the spot. Is this the biggest choke in American sports ever? Um, and if not, I mean, where does it rank? I mean, it's a first-round exit in the playoffs. Uh, and considering the other comparisons that were made, uh, the Golden State Warriors, the Patriots, uh, well, I can't speak for the Mariners because I didn't look into that one if they made it, but at least the Patriots and the Warriors were in the finals or were in the Super Bowl, you know, in the effect of at the moment playing for a championship. Uh, the Bruins didn't even make it that far. So just in the comparison of the of the of the three other ones that were, were given in that uh, uh, infographic, I'll call it. Um, sure, yeah. Because to my understanding, the Panthers had no damn business competing with them. Josh? Yes? It's just the biggest choke ever? Okay. Yeah, because I don't like Boston. So yeah, <laughs> good enough reason for me. But okay, so since we're on choking for a minute, oh god, 
so all right so here's my top five list of chokes or at least top five i'll try to do five at least the ones i'm thinking of so far <clears throat> boston that's number one 28 to three. Oh, I'm just going to leave it that. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want to get us. Yes. Yes. Kevin Harvard missing the the uh, final round for the playoffs after winning nine races. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, <laughs> y'all ain't going to like me for this one. Tom Brady after win- winning the best, having the best NFL season since the Miami Dolphins choking in the playoffs. I mean, to be fair, I think but, we both okay, agree okay. with that. Uh, okay, uh, no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Here's why. Here's why. Because there's a difference between a choke and a stroke of brilliance that David Tyree had. Like, Rodney Harrison covered him about as good as he could have. And Eli That's Manning fail. should have been sacked. The, the, the tactics worked, were, mm-hmm. were set up to succeed. But sometimes just get beat. The 07 Patriots did not choke. They were beaten. That's there, fair. There is a That's difference. fair. They, they didn't particularly give away anything at them in terms of um, when it was absolutely handedly in the bag. I mean, that game was pretty much back and forth, what I would call anyway. It was 17-14. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'll, I'll – yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I'm still putting out a choke. Um, I, I need a number five. Let me think. I need a I need a baseball team for number five, but every baseball team that's been good. The '98 Braves. Okay, well, see that was that was. I mean, it wasn't before my time, but it was before my time. It's also a hit Morgan Wallen song now. Before my time? No, the '98 <laughs> Braves. Oh, is it really? Yeah, I'll send it to you later. Uh, okay. It's about a basically like the guys comparing a failed relationship to the. To the 106 win Braves and missing out in the World Series, <clears throat> and everyone's going crazy because he's playing a game. He's playing a concert at the Braves ballpark in like two months or so, and everyone's like, "We get to hear this song in the Braves ballpark." I'm like, "We don't want to hear this song. This is about our team failing." Yeah, like, come oh, on, well. guys, horrifying uh, this. Embrace uh, the suck. This <laughs> team is good now. We have the second best record in the National League. We don't want to embrace the stuff mm-hmm. anymore. And you're two years removed from a world title yourself. So Exactly. A World Series title, sorry. It's a, it's a asterisk there. Uh, <laughs> we'll call it a world title. We no one challenged it yet. <laughs> well, let's see. Well, the Yankees are 16 and 15. Uh, <clears throat> I'm finding my favorite teams. 20 and 10 for the Braves. Twenty and ten for my Pittsburgh, and fifteen and fourteen for my Cubs. Which, which, if the Pirates lose today and we beat the Marlins, we have the best record in the National League again. Yeah, we're up on the Marlins. Go Rays! I want to see playoffs. Can I see playoffs? I want to see playoffs. Okay, whatever. Shit! What am I doing? Anyway, so. I mean, for shits and giggles, if the playoffs were to start today, was there six teams that from each from each league? Uh, oh, uh, we have a final, uh, ten nothing. They run Mountaineers. They run ruled them. They mercy ruled them. Oh. Ten games and ten runs or more by a certain point in the game, and the game's over. Yeah, I think it would have been the. Let's see. 
Like four and a half of the home quitting. teams leading. It's, it, I t- Weatherhold hit. No, not Weatherhold. So I, uh, I was trying to pop open a Twitter thing to see. I think it would have been the eighth. Okay. Because. Uh, oh, wait. Never mind. This is the wrong video. Yeah, they were up 7 nothing in the fourth. Yeah, so hmm. Weatherhold hit, a, hit his 12th. Uh, let's see. Where else? I'm trying to see. Um, should be available on the official. Yeah, I would, ima- official I would imagine. It, I would imagine it would have been the eighth. I think because they were assuming it was a assuming it was labeled a mercy rule, so like it wasn't the ninth. Yeah, because they were up eight or oh, nine nothing in the seventh. So after aspect the eighth, there's no other way around. Yeah. Um. But yes, there's a there's a final for Morgantown. Do it. Yeah, yes, but. My Yankees are in the bottom of the AOE. I am here for that. Shut up. You leave my Yankees. You just sit on the you just show on the 07 Patriots. I owe you one. Yeah. <laughs> that that puts them that puts the Mountaineers at 34 and 11 on a nine game win streak. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Baseball school. Baseball school. <laughs> That's 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 still interesting about WVU and baseball. The only ranked team in the Big Twelve Conference, mm-hmm. West Virginia <laughs> University. I bet you they didn't think about that. No, and I'm and they probably they probably haven't had their eyes set on it because I've not held one thing, one comment from any of them going, "Oh yeah, ranked." It's just let's go play some ball. Let's hit some dingers. And for the for the fact that West Virginia sucks when it gets ranked. Don't even know you're ranked. Yeah, we don't even like that. Like for all you know, you're at the very bottom of the NCAA. Yep. So they got oh. a three game home stand against Oklahoma, and I'm gonna go to the game on Sunday, and then they go to Pittsburgh on the 10th, and then they go, uh, and then they have another home stand against Tech, uh, Texas Tech. I'm gonna Eat go to the. Pit. I'm I'm gonna go to probably the Friday game against the uh, Thursday or Friday game against Tech. That's when that. Chase graduates, so we're gonna be up there for that weekend anyway. And then they wound out the season before the championship uh, on the road uh, somewhere uh, against Texas. Texas, right? Yeah. Yep. I knew it was a. I couldn't remember. I couldn't remember if it was that or TCU. They played TCU all day in Morgantown. They swept them. Yep. So <clears throat> yeah. So it's Texas. So yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, back to the NHL. Josh, biggest show giver, you said yes, right? Yes. Okay. Now, here's the thing. They had two of their biggest players injured. So, probably people saying, like, don't blow up the team. And I'm like, those two guys are, like, 37 <laughs> and 38. Like, they're older guys. Uh, you may have to blow up the team. As in, you're going to have to find some guys to replace and you may have to make some tough decisions. Just as long as you suck next year, that's all I care about. And the thing that the playoffs mm-hmm. That's what I'm. That's what I'm concerned about. I think the Patriots probably will make the playoffs this year. They have a lot of money. Twenty million dollars is a lot of money in the NHL. That's how much cap space they have going into next year. Uh, if they spend it right, they'll be fine. If they don't, they <clears> might <throat> be screwed. Um, Crosby's not retiring, is he? No, I think still to play for another like three or four more years. Oh well, hell yeah. Uh, hell, I, I just thought he was getting close to retirement age. He's in his mid thirties, right? I think he's still got some time left. He's still be thirty six, yeah, in August. Okay. Oh yeah. Hell, he's far. Hell, if he really wants, he probably done there ten years left. If he really 
I don't know about that, but I he could be like that one played into his fifties. Yammer Yager. Yeah. And uh oh there's another guy. So Bobby Orr who did that. I don't yeah. remember, but no, some, it's Yammer Yager. Um, some old some old white guy. Like I saw a mm-hmm. picture of him and he had gray hair while he was still playing hockey. I was like, damn. Mm-hmm. Um check this out. On the same night in game sevens, the president's trophy winners, the Boston Bruins, with the best record in the NHL, and the defending Stanley Cup champion, the Colorado Avalanche, went out on the same night in back to back games. Hmm. The Bruins lost, and then the upstart, and then the newly expansion team from last year in their second season ever, Seattle Kraken, beat the defending cup champion Colorado Avalanche. I think I have a third favorite team now. And the Toronto Maple Leafs, prior to that, beat the Tampa Bay Lightning in game six, and they won their first playoff series since 2004. Hey, 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 give give the the Carolina Hurricanes some. uh... Love those boys are fun to watch. I've yet, oh, they're actually a game on right now. That's it against the New Jersey Devils. It should be, and they're <clears throat> on right now. All right, because Ford is playing Toronto. And I know that because the Panthers decided that they were going to restrict ticket sales to only U.S. citizens for this series <laughs> so as to avoid being run over by a bunch of enthusiastic Canadians. <laughs> That's awesome. It's like no. <clears throat> I mean, I don't like it, but at the same time, it's kind of funny. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Hey, Josh, did they race on Monday? No, they did not. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they were going to race on Sunday, but they got washed out. As yeah, did yeah. almost every sporting event on the, on the East Coast. They didn't even try. <laughs> race at 10 30 and that's when i texted you and told that, you that explains why i didn't see any race highlights when i was also sitting in the lab on a monday because i also tried to look up some of those <laughs> because it we'll was the see. exact because they were actually yeah. racing that day so because so, i was like oh but I, I mean i was like okay so i'll just look at the xfinity ones for the hell of it but no i didn't that explains it i, I didn't look any further i just said oh okay no race this weekend <laughs> I mean, I knew I thought it was going to be a problem because the Braves were in New York for the Mets over the weekend. They got five innings in on Friday, and they called the game. <clears> they won. Then they had uh, it was a wraparound series. It was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. They got washed out on both Saturday and Sunday. Played two on Monday uh, to make up for it. They'll play. They they're going to play a Saturday's game in August. Oh so, really? Yeah, that's probably a doubleheader when we go to New York next, I guess. But the point being, like, it, I knew that since, like, okay, Dover is not that far from New York in comparison, it's like in the, in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Like, if they had problems up there, they'll probably have problems in Dover. Yeah. They did. Yep. Yeah, we did. Um, Chris Jr. finally won a race. It, he snapped a 56th winless streak. Which and, technically he didn't because he won the he won the clash. Well, points, points race, paying, yeah, yes, but uh, but uh, but uh, I mean, I mean, if, if we count a non non points event win, senior probably would have like a hundred wins. Okay, fair. 
but still, <laughs> I'm just being technical with you. I'm, I'm yeah. being, I'm being facetious. I, I enjoy that. Oh, I know. Um, yeah, truest Goonga won the race. The funnest type of victories. And believe it or not, he he has won on Monday races. I think it's now four times, and three of those wins have came at Dover. <laughs> we should have known that if race gets postponed, okay, Truex, pencil him in. Let's go ahead, put him down. Yeah, yeah. I kind of wish I would have picked him between me and my brother's uh, little tournament thing we're doing. Losing ten to four, ten to three. And there's still like there's still over half the season left, Josh. You've got time. Oh. Yeah, no. I'll. I mean, really, all I all I need is get, like one of my pits is one of my pits to win a race, and you know, have a couple of my pits win a race, and I'll be right back in the fold. But uh, and uh, and for the Xfinity side of it, um. Ryan Truett's won. Martin Truett's little brother. Yeah. So it so it was a Truett's family shindig. Shin and that there. was and what I do remember is that was his first victory at yep. all. Which yep, that, uh, yeah. Uh that was his okay, so in the top three NASCAR series, that, that was his first win. But that was his first win since twenty twelve in an Arca East race. Mm-hmm. If 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 I'm <clears throat> I got it right. So, but he 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 stepped. I just didn't say a winless drought as well. Um, I I look for what Ryan Truex did a full time ride next year. Ooh 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 fight fight! Oh, they're just gonna hug it out. Damn it. Um, in other news, Josh Berry is rumored to be going to Kevin Harvick. To fill the spot that Kevin Harvick is going to vacate this fall. He ran well in that forty-eight on on Monday. Uh huh. Had a top ten. I just wish hey. that could have counted towards points. Like, hey, say please, come on. I act, mean, act, act like Bowman's owners here. points. Owners points. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, in a sense, they they he counted, but just for just for Rich Hendrick. Not for uh, not for the forty eighteen. Yep. Um, but it's a good race. They got all four hundred laps in. Um, and I mean, I, I I watched most of it, or well, as much as much of it. And I mean, it's a pretty good race. The parts I saw, I I liked. I. I, they moved the start time up on Sunday to one to try to avoid it, and then they called it at ten thirty. Yep. But for some reason, I had forgotten that they were going to start at twelve on Monday, so I flipped over at one. I'm like, we're seventy five laps in. Oh god, I forgot they started at twelve. But uh, from what I watched, it was I, I enjoyed it. It was it was fun. I don't think I think I had something else I was doing that I kind of had to had to leave. Like I had to turn off the like. I, I think I left the race on, but I went to do something else, and I came back, and it was over. <laughs> so I didn't actually see the checkered flag flying, but from what I saw, it was good. Uh, I really enjoyed seeing Rusty Wallace as the uh, as the third voice in the Fox booth with my Jory and Clint Boyer. Yeah, that yeah that that was pretty cool. I like old Rusty. I I remember when he was on NBC. I liked him when he was on the NBC team. Yep, he's on MRN now. I think. I think so, yeah. And uh, then uh, I'm trying to think of who's joining him for Kansas this week. 
I'll find that out for you. Oh, it's Kurt Busch. Oh, is it really? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I, I like Kurt Busch. I do too. I should be. I'm, I'm interested. He won this race last year. Yes, he so, did. That's, I that's why he's there. I'll tell a friend of mine that my Bubba Wallace might win this this weekend. Is that your pick? I'll let you know after practice. <laughs> you know what? I fair point. Fair point. This is Kansas is a, is an interesting track. It's kind of fun, but at the same time, like it's big, and that's what makes it fun. Exactly. Yeah, I, I kind of I love to see a Toyota driver win this week. Sorry. Now, speaking of Toyota drivers, the Toyota bunch, uh, they're going to gain a little bit next year, aren't they? Yeah, they're going to gain 14 championships. Yeah. Richard Petty and Jimmy Johnson, Lancey Motor Club, is going to Toyota next year after leaving Chevy, after being with Chevrolet for the last five years. <laughs> I would never thought I would see Jimmy Johnson potentially driving a Toyota. Or anything other than a Chevy, other than when he wrecked condos over an IndyCar. Like, it's just, it's very odd to see him in a Toyota. It is. I mean, I, I know this is probably bad to say. He had more of a chance to come out and win next year, too. <clears throat> like, where Legacy, it's kind of more, kind of lower on the pecking order when it comes to Chevrolet, they're going to be like second or third when it comes to Toyota. They're behind um, JGR in 2311. Uh, I think they might be above 2311. Right behind JGR then. Like, that's yeah. still pretty damn good. Hell yeah, it is. But you know, that also makes me wonder with Josh Berry going to, well, not, <clears> it's not confirmed yet, but going to Stuart Haas, I wonder if Stuart Haas is going back to Chevron Malays. I can't answer that, unfortunately. Uh, I, I mean, I doubt it. I think if, if Stuart Haas ever changes manufacturers, I mean, if Dodge ever decides to come back to the sport. I would love that. A rising tide raises all ships. So... Yeah, it, 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 it'd be good for the sport to have another manufacturer. Because, I mean, Tony Stewart's drag racing team is Dodge, is Mopar, so why not? Why not? I would love to see Dodge back in this thing. I really would. Mm-hmm. To have four, you know, that just to have to, for me to have another uh, invest, another manufacturer invested in this sport is nothing but good. Like, like what I said, a rising tide raises all ships. You're right. But, uh, but yeah, Trucks and Cup is at uh, Kansas Speedway this weekend. <laughs> IndyCar is, I think they're at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. For the yeah, it should be the first May. of like the month they tie down there. Yep, they just chill the out Indy, there. Should be the Indy Grand Prix, and then everything for the 500. The Qualifying and carb day and all that jazz. I, I like going to the Indy 500. I, I kind of wish it would be possible to go to the Indy 500 and the Coke 600 in the same day. I mean, if you got a if you got a <clears> fast <throat> enough plane, it is. Yeah. 
I mean, you'd have to leave as soon as the race is over and and then get to Charlotte and like probably like land at like Concord or something. Concord, uh, whatever. You need but, a you need a private plane. Yeah, you can never do it commercially. Yeah, so the GMR Grand Prix is May 13th, so IndyCar is not back on the track until middle of May. And then... IndyCar needs to stop with the massive gaps in the schedule. That's what's killing them. Yeah, I mean, it's, it. look, I know they don't have the money to go run every week, but you've got to at least run at least two, if not three weekends out of a month. I feel like... Huh, at they, least... They, they they have the money. They will just want to spend the money. The Formula One is here this weekend. I think. Let me see. Should be the U.S. Grand Prix yep. down in uh, Coda. Nope. It is the Crypto.com Miami Grand Prix at the Dolphins' home. I will watch that. Dot com. <laughs> I will watch that. This year. You got the. I mean, I know this is still about a month away. Well, no, no, no. We're still a few weeks away. You got the greatest day in racing back this year. You got Grand Prix with Formula One in the morning. Then you have the IndyCar Series, the Indianapolis 500 for lunch. Then you have a nice long dinner with the Coca Cola 600. And boys, let me tell you, setting up that race. For the 600, is an endurance event in its own. <laughs> 600 miles, and sometimes more. That's, that, that's a long race to set up. It literally starts at like 6 o'clock. It doesn't end until like 11. I, it, starts, I went... it starts in a daytime, a fully heated track in the daytime, and it ends with the track <clears throat> completely cooled off in the, in the night. Oh, let me. I want to. I want to get this right just because. Uh, yeah, hold on. Let me see. I'm trying to find out how many laps he led. Oh, did you talk about what Truex did that one night? Yeah, that's the race I was at. You were at that race? Yep. I went. The race I went to was when Truex led. 392 laps of 400. God, that's dominance. 28 miles. He led. He only did not lead 200. I mean, shit. Only 12 miles of that race. Of a 600 mile race. Of a that's six, incredible. I left with like 10 or 15 to go. So I was like, I was hungry. I was like, nope, I'm going to go get food. And <laughs> believe it or not, Nothing is open on a Sunday after the after the six hundred. You would think, at least in Concord, there'd be a lot of places still open. There, the only thing that was open was Buffalo Wild Wings. You would think a lot up. of local places would be open just for people sitting there watching the race. You know what I mean? Like, like, hey, the I didn't get tickets, but I still want to be yeah. here. NASCAR fan, yeah. It's like you can, I guarantee you, people do that around football games all the time. They'll pack oh, the yeah. bars and uh, round, and boom. 
many, when we went to that Panthers game, how many bars did we see full on the way walking back from the stadium? Plenty. Plenty. Well, now, right. now and I, I can mean, tell you wanted to go into one. I know I could tell you wanted to go, but <laughs> we were out of it. Like, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we though, uptown Charlotte is, is always party. So, well, the team got their ass kicked by the Patriots, Charlotte. so maybe they weren't that partying now. Mm, yeah. Derek yeah, had his got... stadium beer. He was already lauded his alcohol for the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the race is at three thirty this weekend for the F one Grand Prix of Miami. At the exact same time, the Cup Series is at Kansas. Oh, I mean, I'll watch the F one race, but I won't watch the whole thing. Same. I'll I'll watch. I'll I'll start the because the NASCAR race will start at like three ten or three eleven or something like that. I'll start there. I'll go for the green flag in the first lap of the of the, the F one race, and then I'll bail. Mm-hmm. I just want to see the I just want to see the out the the, court, the layout of the track. That's what I care about. It's the same thing as what it was last year. I didn't watch last year. Oh, did you not? No, I don't. I I guess I either missed it or I just forgot about it. But either way, I didn't watch last year. Yeah, since we're on the topic of Formula One, I'll, and I'll just go with this. <laughs> These racing organizations that basically set up shop in the middle of a town, a parking lot, like F, how F1 is doing in Miami and over in Las Vegas this year, how NASCAR goes to uh, over yonder, yeah, Chicago and LA, <clears throat> they gotta be bringing some damn money for them to keep doing this stuff because that's a lot of money to sit there. Like, I mean, at the Dolphin Stadium, they gotta tear all that stuff up once it's over. And get then, ready for the next part of the of the of the stadium's uh, calendar. Yeah, which is basically football. Like they probably have a concert there or two, but still. Well, I mean concerts, yeah, but I mean the the Dolphin yes. games is what's gonna bring in all the parking and stuff. And it's just just the amount of money that they put in this <clears> stuff <throat> is amazing. Have you ever I, uh, looked into the uh, the logistics of a Formula One? Uh, no, no, because I, I, I don't want a headache. To be honest, <laughs> I, I saw a, um, I saw a, uh, I think it was a YouTube video. I don't think it was an actual TikTok, but it was a, um, it was basically saying that before the season, they start by, um, <clears throat> they they start by like before the season starts, they send out they send out trailers. On ships going from across the country, across the around the world, to for the parts that they'll need for those to go to Singapore and go to Miami and go to Vegas and all that. The stuff that they can that doesn't need to be there, that can be there beforehand. And oh, then really? when they actually get to the to the race weekend, then they'll bring everything else that has to be there, like they needed the previous week for whatever. It's actually kind of impressive. In all honesty, it, it really is. Like, I mean, I might bash on Formula One for not being racy, and that's obviously one reason why I don't watch it as much anymore. I used to watch it all the time, and but it just seems like other than Matt, other than Matt Verstappen always winning, except he didn't win this past <clears> weekend. Uh, but like, it just seems like I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm getting tired. 
It's um, not racing. Yeah, it's it's not. I mean, yeah, it's racing. Yeah, there's passing, but with Formula One, whoever gets out in front, that's pretty much who's going to win the race. I mean, I know that doesn't happen all the time, but that's pretty much who's going to win the race. The thing about Formula One is that it's 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 too team oriented, and I say that because people root for Ferrari or they root for Mercedes or they root for Red Bull or they root for Haas. They don't root for Max Verstappen, Michael Schumacher, Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. You are simply the driver for Mercedes or the driver for uh, Red Bull or the driver for Ferrari. That's what you are. And I, I, I get it. For some people that 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 floats their boat, but for me, the driver should be the star. It shouldn't be like yes, Alex Bowman drives for Hendrick Motorsports, and yes, on 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 all in all, I want Hendrick to do well. But I'm not a William Byron fan. I'm not a Kyle Larson fan. I'm, I'm not a uh, who's the other Hendrick guy. I'm Chase, not a Chase Elliott. Elliott. I'm not a Chase Elliott fan. I don't think about Chase Elliott. Fan. But I'm not not saying I don't like him, but I, I'm an Alex Bowman fan. Yeah, I root for the 48. If someone, if one of those guys wins a race, great. But at the same time, you are my competitor. I am not here to cheer you on. I'm here to cheer on the 48. Whereas if if NASCAR was more of a Formula One based thing, you'd be like, oh, I am here for Hendrick to win. I don't care who it is because it's all about Hendrick, 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 Hendrick. That's all it is. I I I, I don't like that. I really don't. I'm all for being on a team, but I just don't like how it's all about the manufacturer and about the driver. When here's the thing, you can have a fast car. The guy behind the wheel can't do shit. You're out of luck. I think true. But like, <clears throat> I like seeing all the different, like, as long as the Chevy team wins, I'm normally generally happy. As, as long as the Toyota doesn't win. But but like see like I do like I do like Martin Truex Jr. But I've always had a liked him. So but that's, see, like that's the driver thing. You just proved my point. But yes, but I mean yes, I did. But to a sense, it's <laughs> only certain driver factors. But if a team Chevy driver wins, I'm going to be happy regardless. Fair. I mean, you you know, I, I said right here on this show, for me, it's Bowman and then Jimmy, and then by virtue of Jimmy owning Legacy now, if <laughs> Gregson or or Eric Jones wins a race, like, I'm happy. Right? Like, I'm, yeah. I want them to do well because Jimmy Johnson is the owner of the team. That's it. Yep. I, I, I like Derek Jones anyway, and I like Noah Gregson, so I was always going to have, like, a favorable opinion towards them. But when you throw in that Jimmy Johnson is their boss – like, hey, that's my favorite driver of all time. Yeah, I'm gonna root for you now because your success means success for Jimmy in a in a in a through you sort of way. Yeah. Which which I mean I completely understand as well. <coughs> my, Darren, my you're answer. just over here coughing. Like, do you have any opinion on this? Or just no, uh, no, I not didn't really. Think you did. I didn't think you did. I'm just uh, just listening. You, Darren, you, I, need, I need you to start watching racing. Uh, to be fair, sports. I did try. I did, did try, try to watch highlights. Try. I know, I know, I know. You, you are getting yeah. better. You're getting yeah. proud of I, at least, I at least got to the highlights of the Xfinity series, which is how I knew that true X information. Big brain. 
he he he, he, did, he is getting there. Okay, he, <laughs> baby steps. I know. It just it's like trying to pull a tooth from a tiger. Baby steps. Darren is just waiting for us to talk about what we learned this week. This is what we're doing right now. <laughs> I am going to let. You know what? I'm going to let Darren lead us off because he's been sitting back there just kind of. <clears throat> Like kind of dying, chilling and dying, and maybe we don't know. Is, is Liz up to care? <laughs> is she's gone to bed? Uh, she's probably at least comfortable in bed. Okay, well, point. if you die, it's not my responsibility. And don't and just enough. <laughs> What'd you learn this week, sir? Uh, two pretty neat things. One of them is more of I learned of an achievement, which is which is equally a learning. Um, so if you weren't aware, there's a a uh, whiskey distillery Ooh, that whiskey. is down in Charleston. It is West only been around, Yep, yep. It's only been around for about two years, a little over two years at this point. It's called the Bullock Distillery. Um, Interesting. It so they do. I think they do a a moonshine. They do a whiskey, and they do some special mixes of things. Uh, but whiskey is really what they do. Um, they entered the San Francisco World's Spirit Competition, the largest competition in the nation, and one of the you know most one of the one of the biggest in the world. Um, and they won the double gold certification. Uh, hmm. It's it, it, basically that means that. Um, the, it was a unanimous gold from the judges, uh, so you get gold for having a majority of the votes for gold, but you get double gold if all of the judges unanimously vote that you should be gold. Uh, is effectively cool. how they explained it. Uh, so they they received this along with other whiskeys such as Jack Daniel's twelve year old Tennessee whiskey, some E H Taylor's Eagle Rare Kentucky Owls. Um, really expensive whiskeys. Their whiskey's oh. fifty bucks a bottle. Um, bad. which is you know that's a, that's a pretty mid range price for for a whiskey. Uh, and here they are winning top certifications. Um, and one of the, one of the unique things about the whiskey is that it's made with cursed water from Greenbrier County. And a car, uh, basically, it has to do with. Uh, I'm not a geologist here, um, but it uh, is effectively underground spring water that runs through limestone and dolomite deposits, and effectively, you know, gathers those minerals. Um, and they they use that water in their distilling, uh, in their process. Um, which one would imagine would in, uh, introduce unique flavor comp- uh, compositions. Um, so I just think that's pretty cool because uh, they were the only West Virginia distillery to receive such a, unsurprisingly, receive such a distinction because it's, it's, it's pretty hard to get. Um, and on the science side, the FDA just, re- just approved a vaccine for respiratory syncytial virus in older adults, um, uh, otherwise called OSV, which is probably what I heard, uh, heard it uh, called. Um, 
And that's just, that's big because they've been working on that for effectively 60 years. Um, and it's, it's big in children, but it's especially worrisome for older adults because it's a respiratory virus. So um, I think it, it, it kills anywhere from six to 10,000 older adults every year. And in, you know, infects a whole bunch more uh, of children and older adults every year. So um, GSK has developed that one. And I think Pfizer has got one right behind them. Uh, they expect to have them rolled out in the fall, which is about when OSV, you know, that's the biggest time for OSV to be a problem. So that's pretty cool. And that's what I learned. What'd you learn this week, Josh? That you that you can take ferret blood from ferrets. <laughs> um, I really need to start writing down what I learned, but I don't think about it when I learn it. Um, shit, I don't know, guys. I I learn so much shit every every day, or I look up stuff, but I don't. I forget it. Because, you know, my brain is like, wee. It's like the things you don't think are, are, are important to note until it comes down to a minute. You're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm always looking stuff up, doodling stuff, trying to figure stuff out. And like, mm-hmm. hell, he asked the, the things he asked me just about whatever later. You're like, what the hell did you get there? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's fun. Like, not, you, and he asked me to design a short line railroad with him. Yeah, yeah, we need to start working on that. We might start working on that tomorrow. I'm I'm not doing anything tomorrow. This way, even my YouTube video coming out, which I know when it's coming out, because I scheduled it for tomorrow. So, yeah, so. so you can help me with that. I mean, yeah. I might te- I might text you about it this evening, and we can kind of figure out something. Yeah, I honestly because I was going because I was doing everything else today, I didn't even think about how I, I didn't. I was gonna start thinking about it, but I didn't have a chance to today. So, anyway. uh, I mean, I still have it in my head. I just. I've been in my little world, like always. You, you always. <clears throat> I got mm-hmm. two things for you, boys. Uh, first is the one I teased you about earlier, uh, before we went on the air, that I I kind of said so you, you're gonna think like, okay, this is him, but at the same time, like, well, I didn't know this was a thing. On Sunday night, as my dad and I were coming back from Morgantown. We just, I was just going through social media and I, I think I was going on YouTube. Yeah, I was going on YouTube. Uh, I was just looking for something. I think I was trying to find a live stream somewhere. But uh, the one of the one of the YouTube guys that I follow, his, his channel's name is Part Time Explorer. His name is Tom Linsky. And he was uh, working, I first came across him, he was working on a video game uh, called Titanic Honor and Glory. Uh, where basically you can you can sail with the ship you can from Southampton until she sinks and you can explore the ship they went into real detail he left the ship he left the uh, the video game because of creative differences but he started his own YouTube channel he's been partnering with different historians and people like this to kind of create a smaller version of this game, like on Steam and and various things, Tour Titanic and Lusitania, and he's really his his channel is not just about ocean liners. There is a heavy focus on ocean liners because of where he came from. Uh, he actually did a video about Thurmond uh, not that long ago. Well, that's cool. But um, but he shared something that he had been working on with another guy named Jay Kent Layton. 
and his wife, Mr. Layton's wife, not not Tom's wife. Um, basically, they were working on a on a on an album full of ocean liner music, and I'm not That's talking cool. about. I'm not talking about like songs about Titanic. I'm talking about the music you would have yeah. heard playing from the ship's bands or the pianists on board these ocean liners. Uh, there's stuff from Titanic, from the White Star Line, from Cunard Line, Lusitania, the Empress of Ireland, uh, other like the Queen Mary, uh, various different ships that have all etched their name into history in these uh, ocean liner companies. They have... Um, they have taken this about two and a half hour long album uh, full of pieces of music that were commissioned by these companies for use on on their ships or on specific ships. And I only got I only got around to listening to one that's called the White Star. Uh, let's see, it was like the White Star Waltz is what it was. Uh, and I listened to that, and I was really kind of getting into it. Haven't had a chance to listen to a lot. I'll probably listen to a lot of the Lusitania stuff this weekend because May seventh is the 108th anniversary of the sinking of Lusitania. Uh, she went down in 18 minutes after she got hit by a torpedo from a German U-boat just, yep, off, the coast of, just off the coast of Ireland. <clears throat> uh, so, so close, people were sitting on the coast and could see her sinking in great detail. Um, but no one dared gather like, this is a U-boat out there. We're not going to know. She's on her own. And then I found this out on Monday... Monday was May 1st. Not only is it Amtrak Day for Josh and I, but it also was the anniversary of something kind of cool. On May 1st, 1920, the Boston Braves and the Brooklyn Robins, which will become the Brooklyn Dodgers, played a 26-inning game in three hours and 47 minutes. Three hours, 50 minutes, excuse me. Three hours, 50 minutes. They They played three games, basically. In the time it took, would take for one uh, for one game to be played last year, the two and here's here's the crazy part: the game ended in a one-one tie. It was called for darkness at six o'clock, or seven at six fifty, and both starting pitchers pitched the full game. That's impressive. Twenty-six innings. I don't know what's more impressive: that they pitched the whole game, or they went twenty-six <clears throat> innings in four hours. I'm going to go with the 26 innings in four hours because guys going the full game, no matter how long the game was, was not uncommon back then. In fact, it was commonplace. Okay, you, didn't so have, just, you didn't have bullpens. Uh, so I just have some breaking news coming in. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, if you're from West Virginia, or the Carolina Hurricanes, had just beat the New Jersey Devils 5-1 to one in the first round, <clears> of the, in the first game of the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Let's go. Five to one. I actually have a magnet in my van of the Carolina Hurricanes. <laughs> um, so yeah. So those well, are the uh, two. I actually do have something that I learned, and yes. and and this will probably make me sad. The guy that wrote the song, directed of Edmund Fitzgerald, passed away this week. Yep, Gordon Lightfoot, eighty. I think he was eighty-four. Yep. I really Canada's hate premier singer-songwriter. I, I really hate copyright issues where I totally play this song right now. You know, he actually wrote a song about Canadian railroads. Did he good? 
It's called Danger. the Canadian Railroad Trilogy. Oh, well then. Yeah, on the way on the way over to the doctor today, my dad and I were in the car. They were playing one of his songs. It wasn't directly in this year, although I really wanted it to be. Uh, oh, yeah. But they were playing. I think it was. Uh, I don't remember what it was, but it wasn't that. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, yes, I remember. I I was really sad when I heard heard that. So the first thing he'll do when he gets to the other side is find the captain David Fitzgerald and going, what the hell happened? They ever figure out what happened to that ship? No, and it's impossible to figure out because it's illegal to, illegal to dive on the wreck now. Wow. Because the families of the uh, of the of the dead uh, commissioned to have it considered a grave site and not a wreck site. You can't go desecrate a grave. What if you just um, just go down there and float around and just not touch anything? Still, can't do it. Illegal. The last time anyone has seen the Fitzgerald, at least legally, is in 1995. They took the ship's bell up from the bottom and they replaced it with another bell engraved with the names of the 29 men who died that night. I guess that works then. And they said when the bell broke the the surface, it just started ringing and it wouldn't stop. It was almost like it was crying out for help. Wait, like when when the bell came up <clears throat> out of the water? Yeah, when they brought the bell up from the ship. That's kind of crazy to think about. Okay, so just so we have an update, Hurricanes one, Panthers one, and the Kraken one. Game two for the Kraken and the Stars is tomorrow at nine thirty. Game two for the Panthers and Maple Leafs is tomorrow at seven. They're both on TNT. Game two for the Hurricanes and the Devils. Uh, Friday at 8 and then you have the Golden Knights and Oilers playing right now so they'll probably follow up the Devils and the Hurricanes on Friday as well Josh basically said you had better edit this damn thing tonight <laughs> to make this thing timely yes <laughs> okay I can't slack I don't have anything I'm doing on YouTube to give me an excuse ah, I finished welcome. that today <laughs> you're welcome <sighs> But, uh, yeah, there's that. I think that's it, then. Traditionally, we end the season with this episode. At least maybe maybe go another week, depending on how things go. But we'll have that discussion later on this week, and we'll get back to you all on that. So this might be the last time you hear from us until August, but then again, it might not. So until next time, whenever it is. Until next time, whenever it is, this has been Season 3, Episode 37 of the Scientific Coaching Podcast. Darren, take us home. Adios, everybody.